In Titus 2, older women are commanded to teach what is good so they can help younger women love their husbands and children. On today's show, you'll hear from older women who will share timeless, relevant biblical wisdom and personal, profound life experiences to help answer your questions and teach what God says is good so you can be the wife and mother you were created to be. Welcome to another episode of Older Women Likewise. Good evening. It's so good to have Jill and Judy and Dana with me tonight, uh, our Wise Older Women panel. And uh, we're going to be talking tonight about multi-generational communication. Um, in our the opening uh, description, I said, we're older than somebody and we're almost all younger than somebody, although there's a lady that lives here in our community who's 103, so oh. hard to find somebody older. But <laughs> um, anyway, we want to talk about the multi-generational. In our congregations, we may be the oldest, but we may not be, but we certainly have uh, younger people, uh, the generations that are younger than us. Um, we're an, an aging congregation, so we're really probably more like about two generations uh, at our congregation. But um, Jill, y'all have younger people, don't you, at, at, uh, at your place? Yes, we have some with little ones and up to 90. So hmm. and everybody just talks to everybody. We just have really good communication within the, but it's a small group, but just love each other. It's great. That's wonderful. How about your group, Dana, where y'all worship? Uh, we're very small, but we're kind of, you know, from mid seventies. And I mean, we even have a couple of kids and, you know, but, but more older, mm -hmm. but you know, I'm kind of one of the older, but not the oldest, and, <laughs> you know, so, but we're very small. Yeah. So it, um, I've been in, in like Jill's congregation, we're from babies up to 90 years old. So we right. have lots of generations and um, the Lord helps us with being able to talk to one another uh, and being a Christian is what helps us and, and makes this all possible for us so that we can talk with one another. I ask you all to um, find some scriptures that uh, help us maybe with this topic. Um, did uh, do you find something you'd like to share this evening? Sure. Well, <laughs> good, because I was going to be really disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was um, thinking first oh, yeah. Deuteronomy. Uh, yeah, exactly. Chapter 11, verses 18 through 21, where um, Moses is given the law and now he's telling instruct your children mm -hmm. and talk with them at every time in every way put them on the frontals of your forehead put them on your doorpost um, and you can take that literally and figuratively I think you know that the words of the Lord are that important that that they should be shared with our children continually yeah that's good Dana how about you well, you know, I, I found several, but you know, I the first thing that struck me was Titus, the whole book of Titus, that's what it's all about mm -hmm. is, and you've got this young preacher who's mm -hmm. instructed to teach everybody. Um, and of course, then you've got, you know, our namesake for older women likewise in, in Titus 2, the older women are to teach the younger women to do these things. But in the first chapter where he talks about appointing elders, I mean, it's the older men and what are they supposed to do? And particularly um, verse, let me find it here. Oh yeah, the elder, he must hold firm to the trustworthy word is taught so that he may be able to give instruction in sound doctrine and also to rebuke. And one of my one of the most fascinating ones to me in Titus is is at the end. He says, 
to Titus in chapter three, I insist that you do these things, that you teach these things. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there we have the older, the younger, the men, the women, they all have instructions to teach and communicate. I mean, and teaching is communicating. Right. You, know, you can, you can lecture me all day long, but if I'm not learning anything, then you haven't taught me. Mm -hmm. I guess some of y'all know that as being teachers. And so, you know, he's to teach them. That mm -hmm. means get that instruction across to them, which is communicating. Yeah. Very good. Judy, how about you? Yeah. Um, well, first I want to comment on what Jill said. Um, excellent uh, uh, scripture there. And the thought, my daughter-in-law, wonderful, wonderful girl, when the kids were really little and you walked out, you know, you took a walk here and there. And do you know who made that tree? Right. Do you know, do you know where that grass came from? Mm -hmm. And so that scripture reminded me of that, which is, you know, really so important to constantly the sky, you know, everything, you know, so you could talk about that. But anyway, um, uh, what I did is I went to Second Timothy mm. and uh, Paul speaking to Timothy and how because I went on the word communication a little, maybe a little bit different. So he in Second Timothy uh, chapter one starting like in verse three, he thanks God. So he's very, you know, he expresses his, his thankfulness for Timothy. He, um, he tells him how he prays for him, how he, you know, uh, without ceasing, I remember you in my prayers night and day. So he, you know, in, in his communication to him, he's, he's being, I would say loving and kind and really nice and, and gently desiring to see you, he so he he's his whole demeanor of how he's speaking to Timothy is a form, I believe, of communication, which is a a form that is gentle and and just really nice. And he 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 he's positive. He he talks to him in a positive way, and um, I just I just thought that was really good. And. Yes. And then I, I just could not stop going to Proverbs. <laughs> right. I, right. It always I, me to Proverbs. Yeah. I just couldn't stop. You know, Proverbs 4. Um, let me see if I've got them. Um, let me see. Here, just bear with me one moment. Um, Proverbs. I've got four. Yeah, Proverbs 4. And verse 10. Okay, 410. Okay. Uh, and so here is the writer of Proverbs. And first he says here in this is first, hear my son and receive my sayings. So he's communicating many things to his son. Okay. Um, as in this particular, it looks like it's a lot about wisdom, gain wisdom, wisdom's good. <laughs> so um, that's where I went. I went to Proverbs. And, uh, uh, there were several. I mean, there were several Proverbs uh, that I went to where where he speaks, you know, to my son. So, yeah, that's where I went. Good. Those are good. Very good. Yeah. Uh, Jill? I, I, I agree, Judy. I think you could say the whole book of Proverbs is communicating yeah. one generation to another. Right. And, and yeah. the, the 31st chapter I thought of, we talked about it earlier in the series about a mother instructing her son. Yes. So, yes. so we have so many examples of uh, uh, not just doing it, but how to do it. Right. Absolutely. Very good. Said. Those are great scriptures. Thank y'all so much. And, uh, and we, you know, I, and our listeners know because we're always talking about the Bible and the scriptures that guide us. And we encourage all of you, as you communicate with one another, that you let the Bible guide you as well in that. We're going to talk some about tips for older people who are talking to younger people. How can older people have better conversations with younger people? So um, one of the things I thought about was older people can can show vulnerability, show themselves vulnerable, that open themselves up to 
um, you know, that, that you're not perfect, that, uh, you know, you don't, I'm going to, I'm talking to you. Maybe I have some advice for you. Maybe it's good. Maybe it's not. Uh, or, but it's not like I'm perfect. You just sit there and listen to me. If, if we can show that we make mistakes and, and we don't always know the right thing, just that vulnerability and, and, and openness, I think is to me, that's a real key to that. Um, Dana, you have a thought for us? Um, well, there were a couple of things I thought about, which I think kind of goes along with that. You know, one of the first things I said is we need, we need to be respectful to them. You know, we talk about respecting your elders, but right. we need to be respectful to the younger generation and, and show genuine concern. Um, I ran across this quote, which I thought was really, really good. This guy's name was Daryl Hall. And he said, the goal is not to agree. It is to understand. And I cannot claim to love people, a people group, a people group that I refuse to try to understand. And I thought, you know, that speaks so much to us as older people speaking to younger people, because after all, we have it all together. We know everything, right. you know, they can't yeah. teach us anything. Right. And we just turned off the switch when we act that way. And I think like you said, you know, we need to we need to admit that man i'm far from perfect but but that i really want to understand you and i probably can understand you if we can share with one another yeah, yeah. absolutely, yes, absolutely. Uh, you have another tip that's a that's a really good one well i was thinking along the lines of you know how do you approach them um in exodus after the Passover, the Israelites were instructed to explain the Passover to their children. When your children ask you, mm. why are we doing this? And, and there's so many topics that can come up in that kind of be ready to tell them exactly why. And I, I think it's really important, you know, I guess we're going to get down to it in a minute. You know, don't talk down to them. Right. But do try to reach them at their level where they are. Right. That's really good. Oh, Jim, I'm sorry, Judy. Yeah, I was just going to say that's an area I know I fell short in uh, raising my children where I would just kind of say, well, you do this because I told you, I said to do this. Yeah. And you need to do this because it's a good thing. You need to do this. Just, just you know, listen to listen to me. I'm your parent. I'm telling you this is good. Rather than we're doing this because book, chapter, and verse. Mm -hmm. And, of course, again, I'm going to, I don't want to come across making excuses. But that time in my life, I had just obeyed the gospel, too. Mm -hmm. So, you know, but that's, that's if anyone's listening, that's little kids and you know you just because you because they're in your way kind of almost sometimes mom why what how come you know, why how come and why and you know and i'm busy you know do it. Do it. yeah yeah so um mm -hmm. no you need to stop you need to let the pan t turn off the oven or whatever and you need to stop mm -hmm. you need to you need to explain why because the bible says so yeah I see so many younger parents uh, in, in, that do that. Uh, I was in the grocery store and a man was explaining to his child about the different pro things of produce. This is a thus and so, and this is a so and so. And I just was like, oh, that's so wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> I remember yeah. dragging mine through the store. Come on, let's go. You know, so, um, yeah, take time. I mean, because they it takes a lot of time to get that one time moment you know where we talk about Jill and I we talk about the teachable moment and it you ha you don't just say okay let's have a conversation I want this to really be meaningful right now I mean you know you have to work up to it so yeah. um you just have to take time and one of the things I thought of was as an oh I'm sorry go ahead Dana I see well you. I was just gonna say kind of along with what the two of y'all were just talking about and these teachable moments and so on. And we tend to, and, and we are looking at scriptures and I understand that, so I'm not faulting that, but we tend to 
when we talk, have a discussion like this, it's like, okay, well, this is how I'm going to teach this gospel point and this gospel point. Mm -hmm. But you know, when I'm a parent who will take the time in the grocery store, like the father, I'm building a relationship. I'm interested in all aspects of your life. And I think that's what we have to do in order to have a relationship so that when I do want to do a teachable moment, they'll listen. We have a, yeah, they'll listen. We have a relationship. Yeah. And so I've, I've cared about you and I've shown interest all these other times. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm doing now. Sorry to interrupt you. Yeah. No, that's good. The one thing I was in changing, kind of changing gears again, is older people need to be aware of the baggage that their words carry. Uh, And and especially if if it's younger people, your children, grandchildren, you know, family members, there's a baggage there. Sometimes you know it and other times you don't even know that you're carrying it, but that person remembers something that was said or thought, you know, and maybe even from somebody else that they put it on you. And, and, and you have to be aware that the words you say are not, that's not all there is in that communication. Right. Um, it, that there's a lot of baggage with it. And uh, when, when some mothers, sometimes when a mother will say, well, um, you know, I want to give you a tip on cleaning. Well, some people might be able to say that and you think, oh, good. She's always finding tips. This is wonderful. And other people will think she always criticizes me. I know this is a criticism because of the baggage you're carrying. Okay. You just have to be aware of it. You just have to be aware, I think. Yeah. Uh, I want to say uh, something Judy said, you know, you have to think of their readiness, not only like if you're talking to children, there's some questions that they're not ready to hear the answer to yet mm-hmm. because That's it's above true. their need to know. Yeah. <laughs> but also if you're a new Christian, um, there may be some deeper aspects of, of things that you just don't have the background for yet. You need to build up that background and, and so maybe you can back it up, back up the conversation to something a little more basic and establish a groundwork for the more astute answer to the question. That's really good. And I want to bring on this comment by Tamara For- Forsyth. Um, that's like what we were saying about Dana, about a relationship. Right. And, and like y'all are saying, Nobody cares how much you know until they know how much you care. Amen. Uh, quoted, attributed to Theodore Roosevelt. And that's really important um, as we are older people talking to younger. If they just think you're talking to them so you can berate them or so you can tell them what to do, unless they know how much you care about them, it, it doesn't work exactly, you know, your communication. But I, I want us to, to go to some tips for younger people to talk to older people. And I kind of think about, like, what would you like younger people to do talking with you? And what are some things you wish you had done as you were talking to old people? Or you do now as you're talking to, as my grandson once said, real, real old people. Not just old people like us. But <laughs> so. <laughs> Which I love that expression. So, any thoughts on that, Judy? Your turn. Sure. Um, the question again. <laughs> oh, how do, what younger people talking to older people? Okay, got it. What are the uh, tips to keep a get a conversation right? Let's right. start it is keep it going. <laughs> so, um, here's the thing. What I've got here applies both ways. Good. It applies both ways. Okay. So um, in, um, let me see, James, James chapter one, verse 19. So then my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak and slow to wrath. So it's really important. I've learned through the years the one of the best things I can be to anyone younger than me, older than me, is to be a good 
listener. Mm-hmm. Because when you're a good listener, you are really, if, you, if you're a good listener, you are listening to what the person is saying and you're not developing a plan in your mind of how you're going to rebuttal right. before, before they're finished. Yeah. yeah. You know? So, I mean, and, and because you just know they're wrong. Yeah. They're wrong. I know they're wrong. So I'm, you, you know, and you've already got this plan going on in your head about how you're going to tell them how wrong they are. <laughs> you really need to listening skills. So important. I had somebody in my life for many years who, who was so good at this and he's a teacher and he just, you could see him listening. You could see him absorbing it. Never said a word. Let the person just finish. Because you know what? We think we know what somebody's going to say. True. But in reality, they might surprise us, you know? They might surprise us. So being a good listener on both ends, the younger to the older, it works that way as well. Yeah. You know? Very um, good. Dana. So, yeah. That's, that's good. That's my thing. That's good. Yeah. Well, you know, I kind of think kind of like I said with the other is, you know, I, I want respect as an older person and, and sometimes I deserve it. Sometimes I don't, but I think that that is a a very important thing on both, both sides of the fence, kind of like Judy was just talking about that we need to respect. And the Bible talks a lot about that. I love, I love the verse in Leviticus 19. And some of y'all may have thought of that one in verse 32, where it says, you shall stand up before the gray head and honor the face of an old man and you shall fear your God. How fascinating is that, that God would put fear of him in, in connection with my showing respect to an older man, to an older person. Um, yeah. You know, if we've lived long enough to get our gray hair, then we've probably been around the block a few times. And it's it's just the wise thing to listen to someone who's older. And just to simply show that respect. Um, yeah. If we're talking about communicating, like Judy says, if you won't listen to me, I'm not going to listen to you. And it's a two-way street. And I believe very strongly that I need to respect young people. And I would like the same from them. And, And it is a sad thing to me in our society that older people are not respected. And I don't care if you're talking our age or if you're talking really elderly people they're just they're almost a nuisance Mm -hmm. and I think that's that's it so much they're often a nuisance to us Mm -hmm. well that's not what God says God says if you respect them if you will stand up before them if you will honor them then you fear God that's a big warning to us Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's really good so we've got Listen and show respect. Jill, how about you? I was thinking of conversations with my mom, who's now, uh, she's going to be 85 next week. I mean, 95, sorry. Be patient. She can't think of her answer as fast as Mm -hmm. she used to. Um, They have to formulate their words. And sometimes it's true with the little ones we talk to, the younger ones. They they have something to say, but it takes a while to put the words together to form their thoughts. Um, but the other thing I was thinking when Dana was talking about the respect for the elders is when I thought about parents communicating with their children, I thought about Eli and his sons. Mm-hmm. And he was held accountable for not restraining them. And, and my question in my mind is, did he just get tired of saying it? We know he knew and we know he said things to them to, to tell them, you know, what they ought to be doing. Right. And uh, right. So maybe we need to be patient in that way too. continue yeah. to approach the subject if it's important enough. One thing I thought just, again, as a practical 
uh, aspect of having a, a speaking conversation, like you said, be patient, wait for the answer. Right. Um, and my thing is enunciate clearly, slow down, speak at least half, uh, as, I mean, not quite half, at least a fourth as, as slow as you do ordinarily. Because the older we get, the slower we process language. And the older person, if you hear, if they continue to say to you, what? What did you say? What? Then try slowing down. Probably the volume is good, but it's too fast. And most, mostly when we're younger, we talk a whole lot faster. We get older, we talk a little more slowly. But um, just give them that time. Uh, to slow down, I mean, slow yourself down, because they may not hear you, they may not understand you, but they're going to act like they do, because they yeah. are enjoying the conversation, they're so happy to have you with, they're just going to do whatever it takes, so that you'll keep talking to them, because you, you know, you're giving them that attention that they enjoy, I mean, we all like that, um, and so you want them to understand Take your time and be patient. I like that uh, a lot. Um, to, to your point, uh, the communication is more than just the words that you say. Yeah. So keep that in mind. Right. And right. um, what are some tips when the older people are just giving you advice? <laughs> Do you have something else say, no, sorry, that would fit that question? I, you, know. you know, just... Listen, I mean, it goes right back to show enough respect to listen. And, you know, honestly, in today's world, we all have plenty to keep us busy. We all have plenty of things to entertain. I really don't need to have and and the, let, oh, let me rephrase that. That's so bad. Um, <laughs> I don't always have a desire to have all these conversations, I'm, I'm an introvert. I know you don't believe that, but I am an introvert. <laughs> and I I say this, oh, this sounds terrible, but I really like my own company. I could just spend my days all by myself. Mm -hmm. But if, if a young person is willing to sit and communicate with me, what, a, what an incredible blessing and vice versa, because mm -hmm. I'm an old, I'm an older person. And, and if I'm willing to sit with you, who's three generations, two generations younger than me, then show me enough consideration to do the same and vice versa. And, and we, we can, we can both gain and prosper from that relationship. Yeah. 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 Um, one thing I thought about was when older people are, we have lots of advice and we've lived long enough and seen so many situations and know what we wish we had done differently, what we did that worked, what we did that didn't work. And we want to share that because those people that we're talking with, uh, especially when they're Christians, we love them and we'd love to save them from the pain and the heartache that we have experienced. Wow. So we give advice. And my advice always is to younger people, it's kind of like if you're a salesperson, you have to make a hundred calls to make one sale. Well, it's in the opposite. You may have to get a hundred pieces of advice to get that one that just changes your life. But if you don't listen to the other 99, right. you don't get the one. And, and I have always taught my children to say, when especially un, um, uh, unasked for, there's a better word, advice. You didn't ask for the advice. They've just given it to you. Thank you. Thank you for your concern. Thank, it just makes me happy to know you love me enough to advise me. I appreciate that. And, I mean, old people don't give advice to younger people because they don't like them. Right. Yeah. Generally, right. it's because they love the younger person and they're trying to help. And just thank you that you, and as I told my own, you go on and do what you want to do. Yeah. You know, <laughs> saying thank you does not bind you by contract to do it. Right. It's just, 
thank you for thinking of me. And yeah. there are many ways you can say that. Uh, and and then you're done. You know, if it's terrible advice or if it, they've done fit. So that's my other one. Uh, okay. So, um, okay, monkey wrench. What if they give you unscriptural advice? Uh. Then I, I, I would say, you know, I'm going to disagree with you on that. But I appreciate and I, I feel the love that comes from it. Because I've had unscriptural advice, especially from my grandparents that were not Christians. And, and they would tell me, this is what you really ought to do. And I would say, well, I don't, I'm not going to do that, but I appreciate that you love me. You can still be respectful, yeah. right? Very right. good. You can right. still be respectful. Right. And also, um, I'm thinking you could put into uh, effect, um, I'm looking at Proverbs 15.1, where it says, a soft answer turns away wrath, okay? Yeah. But a harsh word stirs up anger. Mm -hmm. So as soon as, you know, as soon as you have a rebuttal, as soon as they say something to you and you're like, well, I'm not going to, you know, you're talking about, Isla. well, I'm not going to do that. That's not, that's not scriptural. Uh -uh, I'm going to go to hell if I do that. Uh-uh, I am doing that, you know, that kind of thing. Well, what? There you go. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. Yeah. Um, that's a great that that's one of my favorite a soft answer yeah i love that that's true so often mm -hmm. well sometimes it can be hard to start that conversation and uh we we were thinking i wanted to think of some how do we open up a conversation with an older person that you don't see very often and you're trying to have a meaningful conversation instead of hi how are you i'm fine how about you you know, and, and with a younger person, oftentimes I tell people, I either feel like I'm interrogating you or interviewing you for a job. I just have a hard time with the carry, you know, without it being if it's just all questions. Um, but uh, what are some conversation starters uh, for you that, that you all thought about? Uh, Dana, you have one for us? Um, I I always try and get them to talk about themselves. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I don't care who you are. I, I'd rather talk, let you talk about you. I mean, we all like to talk about ourselves to some degree, but I try not to always be the one. And one of the, one of the things I will often say, especially to younger people, is what do you like to do in your free time? Mm -hmm. That's just a, an easy way to start, mm -hmm. you know. Um, because typically they're going to tell you about their hobby or their sport or their this, and there we have something we can talk about. Mm -hmm. Maybe, mm -hmm. you know, some things I can't, but, but, you know, so, and that's all in the same goal of getting them to talk about themselves. Because like you say, if you're interrogating them, which we sometimes find, I find myself doing that, you know, now where do you live? Where did you know? Yeah. But yeah. if we get them to talk about themselves, then we can, then we have something to talk about. That's good. That's yeah. good. That's always a, a winner there. Um, Judy, you got any? Well, I, I thought about, you know, it depends who it is. Yeah. Okay. So if I'm trying to have a start a conversation with a Christian, a young, let's say a young Christian, someone in the congregation, haven't really gotten to know them that well, you know, but uh, but I want to, you know, um, I don't want this to come across the wrong way, but I tend to have um, <laughs> the skill, if you will, of being around young people and having able to communicate. Mm -hmm. It just I, it's probably because it's a skill. It is. Yes, it you really know, is. And so I know lots of people, lots of young people will approach me. I'm, I guess I'm approachable to young people. Maybe that's a better way to put it. I don't know. And um, so a lot of times it's because I, I'm very interested in what they're doing, you know, and so they'll tell me. Or, you know, I'm, I try to keep up to date on lots of stuff uh, that young people do. You know, what they like, games that are going on, 
um, stuff on the internet, what don't or do, you know, kind of, you know, so I try to keep up to date on that kind of thing. And um, just, just be genuine. Yeah. You need to be genuine. Well, again, everything applies to the older, to the younger, you know, just be genuine. You know, if you go visit an, an elderly person, Look at me talking about elderly. But anyway, uh, <laughs> know, there's always somebody more elderly. Right. <laughs> you know, like if you go and it's like, oh, it's a hardship, but I got to go. You know, I just got to go. You know, that it's not going to become genuine when you get there yeah. to that poor soul, you know. <laughs> uh, so that's that's some words. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. Jim? Oh, I was caught up in what Judy was. <laughs> but yeah, Judy, you have a lot of experience with younger children, though. And yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, I do. But, yeah. you know, it, if, if all else fails, find something you can compliment someone on, especially if it's not a superficial topic, but something about their character. Or, yes. You know, their behavior or their children. Mm -hmm. well, and it's easier with older people because you can always say, well, what was it like in your day? Yeah. <laughs> what was television like? What was the telephone like? What was, you know, how's it compared to today? Uh, you know, you can always, um, and again, like Dana says, very perfect. People like to talk about themselves. Yeah. So, um, and you won't have a conversation if you're only asking questions without sharing about yourself too uh and so you it's, it can be hard and it's tricky to have a conversation that actually goes back and forth with sharing uh those people that are really good at conversations can do that i tell you what what if cindy were here she yeah. would be talking about her cards with the questions have you heard her talk i know many of our viewers have heard her talk about that before they're like conversation starter cards. Mm. And uh, she has this, I've got to find out where she gets them from, has gotten them from. But it's marvelous. It's it's the kind of questions that are not, you know, where do you work, where do you live? But they really get to character and people can really talk about things like Jill was saying. So uh, that I had to throw that in for Cindy. So. <laughs> And um, I have with my grandchildren, particularly that I might not have seen in a long time. And, uh, you know, I, kind of the catching up is a little difficult. I'll say, OK, you ask me a question and I'll answer it honestly. Uh, and then I'll ask you one and you answer it honestly. We'll just go back and forth. And that's been fun. Uh, it can be, you know, a little disconcerting sometimes. But um, I think it gives them... It, it shows respect for them that you're willing to answer a hard question when we ask them to answer hard questions all the time mm. uh, about themselves. Uh, so, mm. but uh, that was, that was one that I've done before. Um, I wanted to talk about what do we not talk about in mm. multi-generational <laughs> conversations? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, it was the one that I thought about, you know, we always say don't talk about politics. So. Mm -hmm. well, that was my number one. Oh, man. <laughs> don't do politics with people. Yeah. Yeah. Let it go. That's right. Yeah. Even if you share my views, I really don't want to know all of it. <laughs> yeah. really, that's the truth. I'm, I'm done with it, you know. <laughs> I am. I'm so done with it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what else do you think of? I think an easy rabbit hole to go down, especially if you're trying to have a serious conversation, is to let things go to hypothetical situations. Mm -hmm. I, I just like to leave those alone. You what know? if? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Let's mm -hmm. let's talk about real things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. Good. And another thing is past wrongs suffered. I I, mm -hmm. I don't want to hear all your problems again that you've already told me two times because it makes us both feel bad and neither one of us can change any of that. That's all right. happened. Yeah. And so, sometimes, you yeah. know, it's wrongs that were done by a third party, but sometimes it's to one another. You know, I don't need to talk to you about again, 
how upset you were about so-and-so. If I've apologized, done what I can to make it right, let it go. Just, just. And if it's an, uh, the outside, a third, fourth person, you know. Then getting into gossip mm -hmm. slander. And we're right. definitely told to stay away from that. Right, for sure. Dana? Um that was that was one that I had was just I try to stay away from gossip. Now then I got a little more shallow. You know, when you said what are we what are we, in multi-generational, I'm thinking younger younger people. I don't talk about their fashion, I don't talk about their hair, and I don't talk about Starbucks because I think Starbucks is well, I mean I like Starbucks, but you know. Yeah, really. I have kids that hit Starbucks. We don't want to talk about how many times. Really? Yeah. So we just leave those things alone because I'm going to tell them, do you know what you're paying for coffee? <laughs> and, 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 I, and I say that in jest, but at the same time, it's, you know, I try really hard, at least with my children, is leave their finances alone. Yeah. And hmm. just... If unless unless they're doing something that is has eternal consequences, sometimes they need to make their own mistakes. So yeah. I took that as to what do I talk to younger people about rather than just multi-generational. Yeah. Gossip is the number one. Mm -hmm. But even, you know, they color their hair and they do this and they do that. And so what? Yeah. We color ours just a different color. Yeah. yeah. Does God really care? And I and I I understand with fashion, you know, I'm not talking about immodesty, but right. they're just some we need to pick our battles. And they're yeah. just some things, right. you know, if you want to waste your money on I mean, if you want to waste your money on Starbucks, you go right ahead. But how do we really feel, David? <laughs> That's right. You know. Now I do get mine, you know, yeah. times a year. But that's <laughs> oh dear. Oh, I love it. Uh, Jill. I'm sorry, Judy. I, I look at Judy and I say Jill every time. I change all JJ's. JJ, um, yeah. Well, I even went some I went somewhere else. I went huh. with, within the brethren. Oh, good. Okay. So there are some of us who think there are things uh, identified as matters of judgment, but not everyone does. Mm -hmm. So I am not going there with you. Yeah. Okay. Because why? It's not going to accomplish a thing. Mm -hmm. All it's going to accomplish is you saying you're right and me saying I'm right. Yeah. And that, okay. So I, that's where I kind of went and, there's, of course, many uh, areas that we can go, but just stay away from confrontation within the brethren. It, not necessary. I'm not talking about, uh, you know, somebody who's um, bringing in false doctrine, anything of that nature. But there are matters and of uh, judgment sometimes that you got to decide for yourself where your line is in modesty and i have to decide for myself where my line is you know That's and good. so yeah so what color you color your hair right i think <laughs> once once you have uh, in a conversation one time determined that yeah. judgment in other words i said oh I didn't know you did so-and-so. I, I never had thought that was right. And well, this is yep. why I think it's right. This is why I think it's right. Then that needs to me, that needs to be the end of it. Unless there's new information. Right. You know, unless something new is coming up. So yeah. but I think that's, that's good because I mean, the goal is to have more open conversation. That sort of thing shuts down a conversation. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm hoping that you may have a story or a thought about your best multi-generational conversation. Mm. Okay. All right. So a couple of weeks ago, I was over with the grandchildren and my seven-year-old granddaughters. Grandma, would you rather be pretty or would you rather be rich? Oh, wow. <laughs> Good question. 
you know, I don't really care about either one of those. And so I, and she listened to me. And when I explained, you know, I just want to be nice to people. I want, I want God to love me and, and, you know, something along those lines, but it was a nice opportunity for her to kind of understand what my values are at an early age. And, um, and it, you know, and then it led to more talking. So yeah. that was my best one. For That's her. a good one. Uh, Dana, what about you? Well, you kind of alluded to or talked about the one that I thought about. And, and that is having conversations, you know, when we're all together and all the generations about what it was like in when you were old and what did gas cost and what did... And, and, and I think those, those kinds of conversations of reminiscing and so on and so forth are really good on both ends because mm -hmm. I think it, hopefully it helps me as an older person be very aware of what the younger generation is dealing with and how they perceive things. Mm -hmm. um, but at the same time, it helps me to understand why my parents thought, you know, everything we did was stupid, you know, and vice versa. And I just, those are, those are always great conversations mm -hmm. to me because it just, it, it connects us all on, on a level that we can, we can all relate to in one way or another. Mm -hmm. So that's the kind of conversations yeah. that have mm -hmm. been fun to me. I think my best multi-generational was on a, uh, a trip. My, my son-in-law uh, and I took a trip going to Georgia for, so he could see his dad who was dying. And I was, had to go back home anyway. So we just drove so he'd have his car and he wouldn't have to drive by himself. Long story. But anyway, we listened to Bible podcasts on the way. It really, and, and we listen to one and then we talk about it. You know, we talk about, and then we listen to another talk some more. And, and, and it went off from the podcast, of course, to other uh, things that were um, more personal, but it was so much fun. And we just absolutely talked the whole trip. <laughs> right. And it was really, it was so pleasant. Um, and I just, to me, that's one of my favorite times that I think about how, how wonderful it was to be able to communicate like that without that. Uh, and, and we've, I mean, we've always had a, a, a nice relationship. It's not always been perfect, but it wasn't like, okay, we've got all this baggage and this and that. I was just, I was just two people talking and it was such a joy. It, it really mm -hmm. was. And so that the, the common, the common bond that you yes. had sharing the common thing. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's exactly right. And it, you know, when you can find that, um, like Jill with her granddaughters, talking about your character, your the things that, that are your values, uh, and bringing in scripture and talking about the Lord, such a joy. Jill, how about you? I'm Judy. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I'm changing your name to Jill. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Well, for me, I... I've got a granddaughter that I'm extremely close to and she just went off to college and she will sit with me. And this is going to go back to what Dana said about talking about yourself. Um, she, she wants to listen to what I have to say about it's mostly about how I grew up because it wasn't your typical. So, um, your typical, maybe in the church, I should say, there's, you know, so, uh, we, we are, we just, we are bonded and I'm, you know, texting every other day now cause she's off to college. And, uh, so those conversations, there's been several and they're just priceless. They're just priceless because it's there. It's all genuine on her part as well as on my part. And the last time this took place, her mother was there too, my daughter-in-law. And the two of them were just all ears. Mm -hmm. It was really, an, you know, just a wonderful time. 
because you know that they love you. Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, so. that's right. You, you really feel that when you um, talk to someone who's wanting to hear what you have to say. I mean, that's yeah. wonderful communication. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I think that about wraps up what we were talking about, have been talking about that uh, communication between generations and um, that, uh, oh, and here's, we have a comment. My uh, youngest uh, granddaughter likes to hear stories about when I was growing up. And um, as Dana was saying, we love to talk about ourselves and we love for the things that we have experienced to be helpful to younger people. So um, one of the tips for younger talking to older is just ask a question and sit back and listen and enjoy. So um, we will, so I appreciate y'all being with us tonight and uh, talking about this. Next week, uh, Cindy and Ashley, her daughter, she's been on the program, but it's been a while. And I are gonna talk about our trip to Israel and we're going to talk about our first touring day in Israel. Uh, Dana says the first day when you fly over doesn't count. And I'm so glad because <laughs> she's right, it didn't count. <laughs> a few pictures that Ashley took from that first time. So, um, uh, the first day. So, we'll uh, get a lot of pictures and we want to show you what we saw and how we. Um, Related that with scripture and Bible accounts of people um, and and also the, the joy that we found in the trip and in being together. So um, I hope that uh, you'll be able to, to uh, watch that uh, with us next week. So again, I appreciate all of you for being on the program and thank you to all our viewers and listeners to the podcast later. And so good night. Good night. Good night, everybody. Good night, everyone.